Lord. So bored. So bored it's boring. Ring-a-ding-ding. Boronis, Boritis, Boremus. I came, I saw, I bored. He bored, she bored, they bored. Hey, MASH fans, it's time for another episode of the MASH 4077th Podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Kenny, and joining me once again, Al. Yo, what up? And Simon. Hey, gentlemen. Today we're discussing Season 4, Episode 23, The More I See You. It's the 95th episode overall, directed by Gene Reynolds, written by Larry Gelbart and Gene Reynolds, originally aired on February 10th, 1976, and the production code is G524. Hey, you've got to be kidding. What's that? You just hid. Who hid? You did hid. I haven't hidden since I was three. Sometimes I'm sorry they ever found me. You want to talk? We were involved for a time. During my surgical surgeries, my uh, surgical uh, residency uh, in uh, Boston. Uh-huh. One of a girl. Good kid. You always react like this to good kids? We were close. Pretty close. If I didn't see her every hour, I got the bends. What happened? Nothing happened. You saw a lot of each other. Couldn't help it. We were living together. A lot thickens. Not long, year, year and a half. Not long. Made a small flat. Painted it ourselves. My hands were hunter green for a week. Told everybody I was a tree surgeon. It uh, busted up, sort of. You left her. The minute after she left me. What's her name? Her name? I know you were young, but you must have had names. Carly. Carly? Unusual. Carly Breslin. Altogether unusual. I don't. I don't mind her being here. No, I, I really don't think I really mind at all. Is that why you're reading Frank's diary? I, I mean, she can't help being sent wherever those idiots send her. It's just that of all the people to jump out of a jeep in Southwest Korea, why the hell does it have to be her? I think I'll check this out. I know how long she's staying. You know? Maybe she's not even staying. Maybe it's not even her. Maybe you're not even you. Right. It's me. It's her. It's us. Well, a nurse that Hawkeye used to live with and never got over arrives at the 4077th. And Hawkeye's heartbreak is only intensified when he learns that she's now married. Anybody home? Better here with your welcome. Come in. How do? We greet you on behalf of the men, women, and deviates of the 4077. Oh, I'm Becky Anderson. Carly Walton. 
This is Captain B.J. Honeycutt. What does B.J. stand for? Practically anything. <laughs> and this is Captain Hawkeye Pierce. Hawkeye? Ah, oh, that's from the last of the Mohegans, isn't it? Give the little lady a cigar. Cigar. We have anything you might conceivably wish to smoke. Cigar, pipe, ham. <laughs> Gee, thanks. Think nothing of it. My partner and I come with extra table leaves just so, so we can extend ourselves. Ourselves for, for you. Right. Yes. Tell our first couple, what else they've won, Benjamin? This bar of soap from those who will be working closely with you in OR. Please use at least once a week. Shampoo, because we couldn't find any real poo. Uh -huh. It'll be taken only internally. Uh, thank you. And last, but certainly most, 500 sheets of the famous 4077 stationery. <laughs> Very handy for writing your lawyer. It's obvious you've struck an officer or embezzled the company's funds or ravaged the corpsman. Only creeps get sent to a mesh. That's the end of our goodies. If there's anything else we can do to make your sentence bearable, we're right across the road. Tent's called the Swamp. Stop in for a drink after chow. Oh, thank you. Dinner here is around seven. Nausea is around eight. Ladies? <laughs> I love him. Which one? I don't care. And guest stars for this episode, Blythe Dana plays Carly Breslin Walton. Now, Blythe was married to director Bruce Paltrow. Their daughter is Gwyneth Paltrow. Cool. Mm. And we have the return of William Christopher playing the lovable Father Francis Mulcahy. And Mary Jo Catlett plays Becky. Most well-known as Pearl Gallagher in Different Strokes, she's now providing the voice of Mrs. Puff in SpongeBob. I've thought about you. I wondered how you were. What happened after you left? No, mostly I, I got married. But not to me. When was the first, last, or any time in between that you ever asked me? Carly, I was in residency. If I'd had two tails, I'd have worked them both off. That was the greatest medical learning experience outside this non-stop butcher shop I could have. I couldn't get married then. Then or ever. I was struggling, broke, remember? I used to fight the cat for scraps. Other men have done it. What man? What other? You mean your Lieutenant Topknot? Doug. Doug, right. Figures. Doug was struggling when we got married. Struggling in advertising? What would have been the loss? One less huckster persuading America its breath is bad? That they're condemned to purgatory if their armpits don't smell like roses? I was training for medicine. Maybe if you'd been just a little less good at it, you might have needed me a little more. Doug is able to commit to something beyond his work. Happily, I am that something. There's been no one since you. Faint copies at best. I had to survive. Right. Here's the survival. Oh, not if we keep drinking this. It's going to be difficult, isn't it? Being in the same hospital. Not at all. You're an excellent nurse. I'm a fantastic doctor. We're here to work. Just work. Can you do that? Watch me. Right. Good night, Hawkeye. Good night. All right, let's go ahead and discuss this episode. You want to start us off, Simon? Yeah, uh, why not, Kenneth? Um, the, uh... <laughs> I don't know why that makes me laugh every time. <laughs> I, I love this episode. Um, <laughs> I really do enjoy it. Of course you it. did. Um, I, I, I just, again, I think it's because it's another, it's another episode where we see a damaged Hawkeye. Yes. And I think this is, oh, some, yes. this is also something that um, I think near enough 
we can all relate to somewhere along the line where we've all we've all gone out with somebody or, or been with somebody and you know you haven't seen them for a while and then especially for somebody who meant a lot to you and then you know they unexpectedly they turn up at even not at your door but you see them in a pub or a club or the cinema or something like that and you've got that kind of sudden remembrance of what it was like and what you missed or what you know why it all went wrong and and I love the fact that this is brought into you know this kind of story and especially with Hawkeye because obviously it wouldn't have worked with anybody else um, and I, I just, I just love the, the, his reaction and her reaction as well. Hadar's um, turtle impression. I, I remember I used to hate that when I was when I first <laughs> saw it. It used to really get on my nerves. But now I actually really, I really quite like it. I think it's because I, I, I realised how much of a good impersonator and how much of a good actor Gary Berghoff is. It's and, really good. Yeah, yeah, and I think I think I, I know we've said this before, and I think it will become apparent when when, well, when Gary leaves Mash. But I think he. He very much has been an underrated actor, um, but his consistency for Radar, even going back to the original film, uh, he's, he's like, you know, 10 out of 10. But there's not a lot for me to say about it, about this episode, because it is quite, you know, it's quite short and quite simple. But, yeah, I, I really like it. Yeah. How about you, Al? I agree. I, I, you know, the first time, I remember seeing it for the first time, you know, a long time ago, uh, when I was, uh, you know, two, two, two years old, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was just a baby. And anyway... Um, I didn't really care for it because you you can't appreciate it then. But like Med said, you know, everybody at one point or another can kind of relate to something like this. And to see to see a damaged Hawkeye and to see how he reacts really, really kind of touches your heart. And it gives you more insight into his character and maybe why he uses humor as a defense mechanism, you know, because Mm. it's easier to be humorous and it's easier to be kind of a, you know, ladies man than it Mm. is to let himself care about one person again. However, he does say in this episode that there was, you know, there was nobody else serious after her. And did he forget about the woman he almost married? (laughs) Married. Yeah. (laughs) Good point. Yeah. Yeah. I I agree. I enjoyed this episode. Uh, I would have liked to have seen him struggle more with it. Yeah, because um, there was an episode. I don't know if we've seen it yet or if it's in the future. I think we've seen it already. Where he, the woman has a ring, but she's not really married, and he's making out with her, and he stops because he thinks she's married. Right, right. And he really struggled with that. This, this felt. I, I know it was like his his first love or his true love, but he just kind of saw her. They started hooking up, and then it was like you know, days later, and he was they were a, a couple. I would have liked to see him struggle more with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, BJ had more of a conscious when he had the conversation with him, you know, about about being unfaithful. Um, and we find out that BJ has never been unfaithful, that he is the good guy that we all believe him to be. Um, yeah. I think that's the only part that really bothered me was that I felt like it was too easy for Hawkeye to switch over. Because he's such an advocate for not doing that, I and mean, he's—that was one great quality about him. Um, well, maybe that—that that was another testimony to how strongly he felt about this woman. That he was yes. ready to give up that. Yes. No, I agree. I—I I just I think I would have just liked to have seen a scene <laughs> yeah. of him contemplating it or talking to Father, you know, uh, Mokehi or 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 to Potter. You know, I just would have liked to have seen something more. Uh, of his conscious fighting with itself. Yeah. Uh, but other than that, no, it was, it was, it's a very enjoyable episode. I really liked it. Oh, 
Oh, boy, will I be here. Thanks much. Aha! Giving our position away to the Nazis, eh? That explains the submarine in the compound. Radar set me up with a ham operator in Alaska who's got a friend in Seattle who's going to radio San Francisco to a guy who's going to hook me up with Peg. You could swim to her quicker. Nah. Here, file this under MP. Medical profile. Or military police. Or member of parliament. Or married person. I haven't been home much the past few weeks. Better, that way you miss me sobbing into my pillow. I think we're very happy. I think you'd probably know. You disapprove. Me? You want disapproval, you disapprove. I'm not the Acme Judgment Company. A lot of married people are unfaithful. I read that in the Cheater's Almanac. You? Me what? Ever been unfaithful? To whom? Well, who could you be unfaithful to? Myself, or opener? No, no, come on, you know what I mean, to your wife. You mean if I ever strayed? Never checked in somewhere without a toothbrush. Never. Never been tempted? Tempted's another subject. Ah, uh, you have been tempted. Never. But it's another subject. Rat. So let's go ahead and move on to our behind the scenes. I will start us off. The title is from a 1945 song, The More I See You, written by Harry Warren and lyrics by Mark Gordon and can be heard playing in the background as the jeep carrying the nurses, Brusselin and Walsh, pulls into the compound. Neither Frank nor Margaret appear in this episode. Yeah, I wonder what's up with Margaret not being in a lot of these episodes. I think she was uh, studying her lines for Quincy. <laughs> I'm like, well, maybe she was pregnant or something. Mm-hmm. We just, you what, know, what something you, like that. What year was the um, uh, the, the, the Cagney and Lacey pilot? Oh, oh no, that was, that, that was, was in the 80s. 80s. Yeah. No, no, because she appeared in the pilot, didn't she? As, uh, yeah. One of all that Sharon Glass took over. Well, yep. Actually, she was the third actress Sharon Glass to do that. Um... Lavi Gilbert and Gene Reynolds received an Emmy nomination for Outstanding Writing in a Comedy Series. Yep, well-deserved. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Come in. Oh, hi. Hi. I just found out you put in for a transfer. Hi. You'd have to use a divining rod to find a high in me. Oh, Radar doesn't waste any time, does he? Radar's my informer. He's my snitch, my friend, my helper. If you could fly, it'd be my falcon. I was going to tell you, I wouldn't have just slipped away. Well, it's always worked before. Oh, you're still working on last time. Last time turns out to be a warm-up for this time. What are you telling Potter? The truth. I can't stay here with you. With me, the way we are again. Be yourself, you said. Well, myself happens to love you. What can I do? I love you. Oh, now I understand. Since we're in love, there's no possible reason for us to stay together. The third casualty of war has to be fidelity. Third now and moving up fast. I've always been honest with Doug. So don't stop. I want a divorce. Then it'll be just you and me. Um, What does that mean? What does that mean? That means we'll be together. We'll enjoy each other. We'll revel in each other. Oh, what does it really mean? I know. I see. I know. I know. I know. Look, look. There was a time when I couldn't ask you because that... But that was then. That was then. This is now. We're two different people. I know I certainly am. I think I can handle it now, huh? Sure, of course I, of course I can. Why, listen, why shouldn't we? Why couldn't we? Let's just, let's. Look, I. What? Look, look at yourself. Look where you are. You're trapped. You've just proposed yourself into a corner. So, however I did it, I did it. You didn't propose to me. You proposed to yourself. Oh, I wanted to try it out on me first. <laughs> did you hear yourself? No, what did I miss? If you had gone into medicine with the same lack of conviction that you seem to have about marriage, you'd have been a mortician's delight. What should I do, get down on one knee? No, 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 no. 
The only convention I care about is the convention where two people can't live without each other. Yet your work is always going to be the most important single thing in your life. That's fair. That's how it should be. You're very gifted. I just don't want to take a back seat again. I like it up front. All right, you can find MASH 4077 all over the internet. You can find us at Facebook, www.facebook.com slash MASH 4077 podcast. And you can follow us on Twitter at MASH 4077 podcast. And you can follow me at Hawkeye Mids. You can find me, Kenny, at Geeky Fanboy. And I am at Tales Podcast. And we have a totally radical website, man. You can find that at www.mash4077podcast.com. And you can send us your feedback to mash4077podcast at gmail.com. And we even have a very cool store where you can buy all kinds of neat stuff, all with the Mash 4077 logo on it. Even has our pictures. I've seen it. Pretty cool stuff. You can find our online store at www.zazzle.com forward slash mash 4077 podcast. And remember, you can follow us on iTunes, direct download, or of course, from Stitcher Radio. Just search for mash 4077 podcast. All right, cool. So I think that's going to do it for this episode. I think we all enjoyed this episode, which is a miracle. <laughs> but it happens sometimes. I'm Kenny. I'm Simon. And my name is Steve. And we'll be seeing ya. Come on, come on, come on, you're not thinking. I am, GR, right? GR, right. An actor. An actor. A living American actor. Right. GR. George Rat. He's just a living American. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Uh, Gene Raymond. Nope. Uh, Gregory Rattoff. Nope. Give, give. Gerald Rasmussen. Who is Gerald Rasmussen? He was my high school drama teacher. Terrific actor. Who ever heard of him? Everybody, if he hadn't died. You said living American. If I'd said dead, you'd have guessed Gerald just like that. You're mental. Care to try again? Later, next month. I love the way she drops into my life every few years just to give me a little open-heart surgery. It's got to be rough. I'll live. In some ways, I don't mind that she's gone again. It's just that she never altogether leaves. That was a scene in California's Mojave Desert five years ago. Our historic first view of the newcomer's ship. Theirs was a slave ship carrying a quarter million beings bred to adapt and labor in any environment. But they've washed ashore on Earth with no way to get back to where they came from. And in the last five years, the newcomers have become the latest addition to the population of Los Angeles. Alienation, the newcomers podcast, is a fan cast devoted to the groundbreaking but short-lived TV series Alienation. This series tackles social issues like racism, bigotry, and intolerance with an alien twist. Each month, we will bring you a podcast dedicated to a single episode. The host will give you their thoughts on the episode, as well as some little-known behind-the-scenes information. So please subscribe to Alienation, the Newcomers Podcast on iTunes, or visit our website at alienationpodcast.com. Hi. 
Hey there, MASH fans, this is Meds. Now, as you know, both myself, Al and Kenny have our own individual podcasts, and mine is called Waffle on Podcast, and we talk about classic television programmes and films from around the world. So if you think that's your cup of tea, or cup of coffee, whichever you like, then come over to iTunes and type in Waffle on Podcast. Or, of course, you can go to our main site, which is at Podbean. So just type in waffleon.podbean.com. We would be honoured if you join us. My name is Al. And I'm Joyce. And we're, we're huge, huge Disneyland, Disneyland fans. fans. In fact, we love the Disneyland Resort so much, we host a podcast dedicated to the happiest place on earth to share that passion with others. That's right. On our show, Tales from the Mouse House Disneyland Podcast, we share current resort news, some tips and tricks we've learned over the years to help make your Disneyland Resort vacation the most magical experience ever. We uncover little-known and often-overlooked gems we like to call hidden treasures and even review the attractions and places to eat that make the Disneyland Resort so much fun. And if that wasn't enough, we even share some video episodes to help keep you in that Disney magic state of mind. If you're a longtime fan of the Disneyland Resort or you've just recently discovered the magic, this podcast is for you. You can find Tales from the Mouse House Disneyland Podcast at www. .talescast.com and in iTunes. And remember, make, make it, it a Mickey, Mickey day. day. Hello, I'm Albie. And I'm Heather. And we do the Quantum Leap Podcast. It can be found at quantumleappodcast.com and also on iTunes. We are starting at the beginning of Quantum Leap and going through all the episodes. This is my first time watching, and I'll be seeing them during their original run. In each podcast, we talk about the overall thoughts of each episode. We do an episode recap if you haven't seen them in a while, just to refresh your memory. And then we do a detailed plot discussion. And we also have some great interviews. Scott Bakula, I remember being very, very uh, generous of spirit and very, very kind to his fellow actors. It was my first kiss ever, ever, so I, I am getting to kiss Scott Bakula on screen. And everybody in, involved with it was just terrific, and I'm always amazed that people come up to me and remember that episode and can quote things from it that I can't even quote. So if you're a leaper, it'd be great if you came and joined us, and if you've never heard of Quantum Leap, it's maybe a good time to start watching it because you have a podcast to go along with it. So please give our podcast a listen, and hopefully you like us and stick around. Go to quantumleappodcast.com to listen to new episodes. MASH 4077 Podcast is a geeky fanboy production and has a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives, works 3.0 United States license. All rights reserved. And like you said, MASH, uh, MASH, like you said, MASH, <laughs> holy crap, <laughs> like you said, meds.